Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and off here to my left, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm great, Rick. I'm actually wandering around my kitchen right now trying to figure out how to make a decent cup of hot chocolate. <laughs> ah, yeah, you mentioned that before we got started. That's, so that's yeah, the advantage. I messed up the... Jean's got wireless I... headsets, so she wanders around and things during the show. I'm glued to my desk. I messed it up. I messed up my first attempt, although I don't know how you screw up hot chocolate. But, hey, it is what it is. Hey, it takes years so, to practice. So, that's, that's you got to <laughs> be, be, be a real master and be messing that up, you know. <sighs> I bet it does. Other than that, everything's fantastic. Um, I don't know, you know. Same old, same old, really. Around here in the mountain home, nothing's much changed. The dogs are still crazy. The woods are still beautiful. And, uh, oh, but my flowers are gone. Yeah, Other than it's that, getting chilly up there. Uh, yeah. I noticed it getting down to the, right around the freezing point the other night. I was thinking, wow, frost on the pumpkin up there. Yeah, it was really weird to walk out in the morning. And, of course, the dogs have me up 6.30 every morning, so it's early. And uh, there was frost everywhere, like everywhere. And that that was a little odd for me. Um, but um, we had snow the other day. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, three days ago it snowed. Yeah, because down there on the water in Toronto, you probably didn't get it quite as much as you will up there in the mountains. Oh, no, no, no. Toronto is like a tropical paradise compared to what I'm in for this year, apparently. <laughs> so, yes, yes. Um, yeah, you know, I always said with global warming, I moved to Toronto so that I wouldn't have to retire in Florida. You know, I just wouldn't have to move at all, but right. I ended up moving further north anyways, and ended here I am. Anyway. Ended up moving anyways, and um, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be colder. Yeah suburbs of Montreal, but that wasn't cold enough, so you went up to the mountains. <laughs> so I had to move up further to the mountains because I'm crazy. Um, but you know what? It's it's too gorgeous to give up. So oh, I can't blame you I'll there. Take the my, cold. my folks had a place up in the mountains in Colorado, and and much the same. It could be torturous in the wintertime. They had a 180-degree hairpin turn driveway that if somebody didn't scrape it, you better have four-wheel drive. And, and a pretty stout one at that, or you weren't coming and going in the winter. And, um, and of course, going down towards the hairpin drive, there was, like, nothing in front of you <laughs> but air. And you're like, okay, no skidding. Don't skid. And um, 
I used to love to take friends up and down Pikes Peak. To on the way up, they there's no guardrail. There's no. There's just cliff, like inches away. You're gone. But oddly enough, almost nobody ever goes off that road. Interesting. <laughs> that is actually um, either dumb luck or. Uh... Some kind of miracle. <laughs> Some people go really slow, and uh, uh, they do have a race once a year where people race up that road. Now, that I would not yeah. probably do, but. Oh, that sounds fun. That's something that I would do. If Well, with nobody else on it that, you know, because during the race there's not two-way traffic, and and but they make oh, you yeah. drive against the mountain. block the road off. Uh, drive up against the mountainside so that if you veer off to the right, you just run into the mountains on your way back down. Because a lot of people are crazy enough to go to Colorado Springs, which is more than 5,000, 6,000 foot elevation, something like that. And then on their first day, you know, coming from someplace like Houston, where I am, where I'm at sea level pretty much, I think I'm at 100 feet uh, elevation. And then you go up there, and then you go up Pikes Peaks, like 14,000 feet, something. I don't know. It's horrendous high. Snow in the summertime sometimes. And um, and you see them up there. They're all, their lips are blue. They don't have enough oxygen going. They have a nurse with an oxygen station in the gift shop that you you know is up at the top. And she stays pretty busy because it, it, people are nuts. You can't. First day in Colorado, you kind of need to take it easy. You know, if you've come from sea level. I don't know. How how high are you in the mountains up there? Do you know? I have no idea. You don't know um, how know far Houston not... is from there? You don't know? Just, wow. No, I know that I'm happy, and that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> no, I know that it's not high enough to be an issue, and I've lived at actually higher elevations before, um, up near... Algonquin Park in um, Ontario, there's some fairly high places, and I've lived in those hills, and they're high enough to actually alter the behavior of a vehicle, um, which I don't know if many people know, but the air-to-fuel ratio will change depending on the elevation, and you can actually notice a change in the behavior of the car if, um, if the elevation goes high enough. So it our, our cars run the same here as they did down in Longay. So the elevation, obviously, where we're living can't be very high, although I'm sure the option to go much higher is there if we wanted to. But why leave? Well, and it's we not, you know, once you get there and get acclimated, it's not that, because we acclimate. Cars, you kind of have to go see the mechanic, get it retuned. It's going to stay up there. But uh, Yeah. In fact, my favorite coffee maker that I talk about all the time, my curing, that you get high enough elevation, it won't work. Really? So they say. Apparently it works at your elevation, so, because you have one. I do, and it helps me make hot chocolate, so yes. Yes, hot water, quick. <laughs> no boiling it on the wood stove, although the option's there. So do you think we've... Uh, nice to have tested the patience of our guests enough? long enough. Well, probably I... so. And we have collected some of the family is. In the chat room, Bill is there, and Jason Anderson, and uh, Anthony, yes. hello. 
So uh, we're in for an interesting show tonight, and and we're going to have fun on Thursday. I'm so proud of myself. I hijacked Bill's guest last night because we didn't have anybody coming on Thursday. And then I come to find out she's one of the winners of the World Healing World Peace Poetry Contest, which we promised to have all of them on the show anyway. So, Well, there you go. It's like I told her. I said, apparently the the universe remembered, even if Bill and I both forgot. (laughs) Awesome. Way to go, George. Tonight, we're going to... We're going to hear about an amazing event that's upcoming and an amazing group that uh, I've been following for quite some time. Uh, One of those many info sources that I pull on for the interesting quips and quotes. Uh, But we have Ilya from Portal to Ascension with us tonight, and he's going to tell us all about this Cosmic Reunion 2012 that's coming up. And... uh, Looks like an exciting and, and, and really big event, and uh, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. So, Ilya, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks, Rick. I'm doing really well, actually. I'm here in Southern California, and it's probably close to about 100 degrees Fahrenheit here. Um, but other than that, it, everything's wonderful. We're just uh, getting ready for the big conference, um, you know, doing all the marketing, all the promotions that we can, and it's really exciting. We really feel the momentum uh, rising. So um, we're, we feel really blessed to be able to, you know, put something like this together. And we feel like it's going to be a great gathering, um, not just of the speakers, but of everyone. I mean, we have people coming in from all over the world, flying into Los Angeles just to be a part of this event. So it's really quite exciting for us to, you know, to put together something like this. And we, we truly feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to shift a lot of things Um within the world. So, so yeah, it's great, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Fantastic. Well, we do love a good celebration. Absolutely. Now, um, I have to ask the basic question, uh, which will inevitably lead to how you got involved with all this, but um, who the hell are you, and what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I'm doing really good. Um I mean, again, the weather's beautiful, uh, and like I said before, uh, we're just, every single day, we're focusing on this event, and, you know, this is what we do for a living. Uh, we, 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 we gather people together, and we just, we make things like this a reality for people, because so many people are looking and searching for their cosmic family, their spiritual family, and one of our passions is to facilitate events and gatherings where people can come together and meet like-minded people. Um, but personally, um, yeah, everything is just fantastic. We're, we're moving forward, um, and it's a nonstop process. Sometimes we work as much as 12 hours a day. But the cool part about it is that to us, it's, it's not work at all. It's actually more like playtime because we're doing what we love. And so when, when we do what you love, it, it doesn't seem tedious to you. It just seems like a whole lot of fun. So if we wanted to, we can keep going on forever. But, you know, obviously we need to sleep. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we do stop here and there. But overall, we're doing really great and uh, we're really passionate about this. And we, we've got a lot of people really exciting about it, really excited about it. Um, we have uh, a music schedule lined up for Saturday and Sunday night. Um, so it's not just going to be 
um, like a conference with speakers. There's also going to be live music. We're going to have a really cool opening ceremony. So it's going to be very interactive, and um, there's going to be uh, a lot of dimensions to this event as well. That's excellent. I, I do this for a living, and uh, we've got – well, I was just thinking as he was talking, we've got uh, – oh, the guys up outside Toronto uh, that have now started all the global groups happening uh, – eh. Oh, well, don't ask me, dude, you know how bad my memory is for names. Well, But I know I, who you're talking about. and um, My memory doesn't even have much of <laughs> I'm not even sure I still have one. Paradigm Shift, London. Yes, thank London, you. London, Ontario. Yes. Skull Babylon Neo Gonzo Journalist. That's, I can always find him on Facebook fast. Get your name like Skull Babylon Neo Gonzo Journalist, and you won't get any friend requests from people that mistake you for their old friends. <laughs> Anyway, it's a little off topic, but it's it's exciting to me to see the number of people that are stepping up and, and following their excitement and doing things like this show and like your group and Paradigm's group uh, where they see, look, well, just, nobody's doing this. Somebody's got to do this. I'm just thinking it makes our job a whole lot easier because I know you've said it multiple times and I'm willing to put it out there that if this was – what I could do for a living full time, I would be happy as anything. I mean, I just, I love what we do. I love talking to people from around the world that are following their passion and who are sharing their stories and who are uplifting and inspiring. And when there's so many of them to choose from to bring on as guests, it just makes our job so much easier and so much fun. Um, there's so much diversity in how they're approaching this. And that's what makes it so awesome. Yeah. So, uh, how did, so we run out of guests. How did it all get started? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how did it all get started? Like, um, how long have you been involved in this idea? And sure. Uh, well, Portal to Ascension has actually been created by uh, my partner Neil, and he created this organization about four or five years ago. And uh, I was actually living in New York at the time. Um, just to give you a little background about myself, I was born in Russia, and then I moved to New York City when I was eight years old. And then about three years ago, I moved here to Southern California, where I met Neil. And after we met, um, we just became really good friends, and afterwards, we just took off. But um, the organization itself is basically uh, themed all about... Uh, doing events such as these, but also uh, one of the main ideas is to really open people up to unconditional love. And so everything that we do, um, this event, um, the other events that we have going on, um, and just the way that we are, we really um, want to allow people to remember their true divine essence, that of unconditional love. And so in addition to the extraterrestrial awareness that we're promoting and the disclosure and all that other stuff, the the inner beingness of it all, the, the opening of the heart and the allowance of shifting into a higher vibration and flowing with this uh, shift in consciousness that's happening in a graceful way is really one of our uh, core uh, cornerstones of what we're all about. 
So that's a little bit of a background about the organization that we're a part of. Um, and if you'd like, I can speak a little bit about myself personally. Um, if, yeah, if you're yeah. willing to share um, a little bit about your own journey and how you got involved in it and how long you've been doing this and, and what kind of put you onto this path, um, we find that it helps to encourage others out there who are kind of stumbling along going, I know something is going on, but I can't quite put my finger on it and I'm scared as shit to actually look it in the face. Because um, that happens. And the only person's story they real- heard was totally different than them. So, you know, we love to get yeah, so many different as many angles. stories yeah. as we can and put them out there so that people understand that they're so not alone. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for asking that question because it really is so crucial for people to meet someone that has a similar story as them because with everyone that we've met um, on our path, we've found that most people have um, very similar stories. Um, The details might be a little different, but ultimately it all comes down to the same thing. So I'll start with um, how I got started and how I um, started on my path, on my spiritual path. So as I said, I was living in New York, um, and at around the age of 15, I really started getting into uh, the conspiracy theories um, just by having a computer and um, just Googling random things. I stumbled upon um, some conspiracy theories, the 9-11 truths, the Illuminati, and all these other things. And I kind of was um, dabbling into that um, area a little bit. But uh, soon after that, I kind of left that whole thing and started studying more of the uh, metaphysical aspect of reality. And I got into more of the ancient civilizations and the alternative technologies and a lot of the hidden things that most people don't really know about. And I was always interested in the unknown and always interested in, um, you know, the new age, quote unquote, and everything uh, that that is in relationship to metaphysics and spirituality. And so as I was getting older, um, when I reached the age of 17, 18, and 19, I really started getting into the spiritual aspect of it all. And, you know, to be honest, growing up wasn't easy for me. Um, I dealt with a lot of depression had a lot of anger issues. I held a lot of grudges in my heart. And I basically um, had chronic fatigue and became extremely desensitized to feeling emotion. And uh, I, was a, I was about 18 or 19 at the time. And I kind of um, looked at myself and kind of made the decision that I didn't want to continue living in that way. And I thought about what I had to do, what kind of life changes I had to make in order to transition into being um, less depressed and more happy. And that's when I really started uh, researching more in the spiritual aspect of it all. And, and I realized that it all comes down to forgiveness. And there was a lot of things that I had held on to within my heart, um, grudges against other people. And... At that point, I realized that the only way I can break free from the prison bars that I've held myself in and break free from the fear and the depression and the self-loathing was to begin to forgive others, but most importantly, begin to forgive myself for everything that I've perceivably done to others or forgive 
uh, for what others have done to me. And so once I began this process of forgiveness, um, I realized that after that, you have to really begin to open your heart and start to uh, love other people. But you can't love other people until you love yourself. And that's one thing that I realized is that um, it was really all about the self. And at that point, I began to really work on myself spiritually. I began to um, cleanse myself. I began to uh, eat better food, um, attend uh, various gatherings, um, different workshops, different seminars. And I, was, I really became serious about uh, doing the inner work. Um, and when I was 19 years old, um, I actually attended a conference by someone you may know. His name's David Wilcock. And after I attended that conference in New York, I met someone that lived in California, and he invited me to come live with him. Um, and so I went to California to see what it's like. And then after being there, I decided that this is the place that I want to be. Because when I was living in New York, I didn't know anybody that was like-minded. I had no spiritual friends. Um, I was basically all by myself. And at the time, I was going to school, and, and I went to university and college. But all those things didn't really make me happy. But I thought I just had to do it because, well, that's what you have to do in life. You have to get a job and you know have kids and all the rest of that. But at a certain point, it came it came to my knowledge, my understanding that if it doesn't make me happy, then why am I doing it? Am I just doing it because it's part of the social conditioning? Am I doing it just because it's what everybody else thinks that that's what you're supposed to do? And I realized that I'm very different from most people. And, and that's when I chose to leave New York and move to California. And I left all my friends, all my family, all on good terms, of course, but um, at that point, I really chose to disconnect from all of that and begin to do more of the inner work and connect with more like-minded people um, in California. And so when I moved to California, finally, I, I met Neil, and I met some more like-minded people, and I became really excited and and I just love the area. I love the people. I love the energies. And, and I decided to stay. And so as I was living in California, I attended, again, more spiritual workshops and seminars. And I did a lot of forgiveness work, a lot of cleansing. And as time progressed, I started opening my heart. I started opening up to emotions and feelings. And as time progressed, I completely did a 180. And became a completely different person. Um, I just want to tell you, um, as we're talking about this, that when I was living in New York before my spiritual transformation, um, I would never go on a radio show. I would never um, even raise my hand in class. Um, so I was completely different, and who I was then to who I am now is quite astonishing. Um, so that's kind of the general uh, story that I can share with you about my transformation and what I went through. Um, of course, there's much more, but um, I think it's best to kind of move on. And if you have any more questions, feel free. Well, I, I um, thought it was, uh, I perked my ears up when you mentioned the self-loathing. Um, mm -hmm. It's something almost like 
to me, you know, sometimes you go on vacation or you get a break, you end up sleeping for 14 hours. You had no idea how tired you were. And it, 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 at least for me and a number of people that I've talked to, they really weren't aware. You kind of numb yourself to how low you have opinion of self until you begin some forgiveness work in that area. And then you're like, wow, <laughs> I was really kind of hating on myself there. And I, I don't. I, I guess it's because we've done it long enough. We just numb ourselves to it. Like you, you mentioned, the general population. I think that's part of the antidepressants and all that stuff that all the pills everybody's got to take is the, to let them put up with doing what they don't want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, it, it's an inf- it's a really infinite process. I feel, and you know, I mean, I. I'm still going through a lot of things. I'm still evolving. I'm still moving forward in life. Um, but I'm being very gentle with myself. And I feel that's very important to really put out there that, you know, if you're going through things in your life, um, just do the best you can to to be gentle with yourself. And um, you don't have to try to shift your life all in one swoop. Um, you know, allow yourself to... Um, be compassionate with yourself and go with the pace that you're comfortable with going. And eventually um, you'll get to where you're supposed to get to um, because ultimately there is, there's no uh, pass or fail. There's no winning or losing. And it's not a race. We're infinite beings. There's nowhere to go. Um, so, you know, just allow yourself to express yourself and be who you are to the best of your ability. And when the time is right, you'll be given um, you know, opportunities to go further. But I feel it's very important to just allow yourself to, to you know, just, just to chill out and to do the best you can and not force changes that you think are a little too too risky or it may be going a little overboard. Just be gentle with yourself and um, allow yourself to go at your own pace. Absolutely. Little Little changes add up to big change in the end. Right. Uh, yeah, and never never get hard on yourself for taking a step back either. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of these changes can be difficult. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I know people who have changed their diet, they've changed their lifestyle, they've changed where they live, they've changed, you know, almost their entire friend base. Um, they've stepped out of certain family situations. And... Sometimes you take a step back and people are really hard on themselves for that. And I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, Like you said, you have to be gentle with yourself. And, I mean, forgiveness, it's interesting how it's so intertwined, forgiveness of others and forgiveness of self. Um, So, I mean, it's... It's so important to remember that you know it, you can't take care of anybody else or forgive anybody else or love anybody else unconditionally unless you can do all those things for yourself first. Absolutely. And self first is not selfish. Right, and that's also a very good point. Thank you for bringing that up because you know when I talk to people that aren't conscious or aren't um, awake, when I talk to them about loving yourself, they say, well, why would I do that? I'm not a selfish person. And I said, well, you're, 
by loving yourself, you're not being selfish. You're being self-full because you're giving yourself um, the compassion that you deserve. You're giving yourself the opportunity to be who you truly are. And if you are a light worker or if you want to make changes in the world, you can only make changes in the world if you can make changes in your own life. And so I tell people to, you know, really give themselves an opportunity to be who they are and not, you, you know, not be um, brought down by other people. And because a lot of a lot of light workers, they're so giving and they give so much of themselves and they try to help people, but they're sacrificing th themselves in the process. And they think that by doing that, they're actually helping people. But in reality, um, it, they're actually um, hurting people because by sacrificing their own truth and thinking that they're, they're doing something good, they're actually – what they're doing is they're showing their peers and they're showing people that being a martyr will um, allow you to move forward and will assist in humanity's uh, evolution. But if they can truly begin to – express themselves fully and and be in a space of um, purity within themselves and love themselves unconditionally, then that will give other people an opportunity to be themselves fully and love themselves unconditionally. So by sacrificing, you're not really helping people. You're just, you know, kind of taking a step back. So I feel it's really important to love yourself fully and allow yourself to Give yourself what you deserve. And other people, when they see that, they will say, oh, okay, if this person can do that, then I can do the same. And that will eventually, I feel, help all of us to be who we truly are. Absolutely, because it's about it's about being an example. It's right. not about telling somebody how to live. It's about setting an example through your own life and through your being. So, you know, when you... When you teach others, like you said, that sacrifice is okay, then they get caught in that same situation and they pass that on to others through their own personal interactions and work. And it's a never-ending cycle. And, and sadly, as much as that sacrifice begins out of a space of love, it often ends in exhaustion, resentment, illness, and, you know, it, it's sad to think that a path that's stepped onto out of desire to help can actually do so much damage to spirit. Um, but we're learning, right? It's like you said, you're still growing. And I think that, you know, that's the key element to this whole entire game that we're playing is that it's a growth process. And it's a non-ending, you know, it, it continues on. Like you said, it's infinite. And so we have to allow ourselves to learn from the things that didn't work in the past, to alter them, and to embrace those things that do work and right. to move forward with those. Yes. And one other thing I'd like to mention is that um, it's it would it really is amazing when I take a look at this whole reality that we're experiencing as a game. And when I treat it as a game, I actually begin to have fun with it. And by seeing it in that light, 
I I don't focus on the past or the future. I, I just fully get into the moment as a child just plays in the moment and doesn't think about the past or the future or anything like that. So if you can just really um, look at it as a game and really play with your reality, play with your life and have fun with it, um, you will be exactly where you need to be. If you can just let go of that fear of needing to do this or um, guilt of not having done that and just allow yourself to surrender to the moment and let the infinite flow through you and let life flow through you, you will you will you will exponentially just blossom and you will be presented with miracles and with doors will and doors will open up for you that you would have never imagined so thank you for bringing that up that's that's really important and crucial um i feel so i pr- really appreciate that as we appreciate mm-hmm. you and the sharing of your journey what we do do here around our campfire is bounce the ideas and energy around and it amplifies and you know it's good stuff tails around the campfire oh set you know i suppose a beach fire maybe that you can keep a distance from in 100 degree california (laughs) (laughs) but campfire for gene and it's like i said it's cooled off a little here but it's going to be 93 tomorrow so it we'll enjoy it for a few hours Oh, you guys have it well. Um, it's it's uh, pretty. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, I think it's going to be about close to a hundred. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're getting our we're getting our bouncing bouncing around days. It's sixty something right now. Going to be ninety three tomorrow. Who knows the next day? Mm-hmm. Um, it's people often ninety three in front of my fire. People often say, you know, you people in Houston, you know, you don't get to have all four seasons. And I tell them, oh, sure we do, sometimes within the same week. <laughs> well, why don't we take a a quick break, Jane? And, uh, sure. Then we'll come back and, and hear a little bit more about this big celebration that is going on. All right, well, I'll tell you what I haven't heard in a while, and I'm kind of hoping that you'll play it, but I don't know what you have lined up. I, I don't have anything lined up. So I was going to ask right. you what you wanted to hear. Well, I'd like to hear Earth Prayer, if I may. Oh, certainly. Always a good choice. I didn't know if you were going for the Earth Prayer or the Hang music. The Hang. 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 I actually heard a... Hang around, folks. Heard we'll be right back. They talked about the Hang being a very high vibrational instrument. Quite. Interesting. We're going to talk about Char when we talk about the party, I imagine, because he's going to be one of the guests. So, Ina V with uh, Earth Prayer, and uh, she just, a couple of weeks ago, turned out a new video to the song. It's beautiful. I'll uh, dig up the link and put it in the chat. Really? Yeah. I'd love uh, to see that. I would have shared it with you, but I hadn't talked to you, so you'll get to see it. Hiding in the mountains. Yep, hiding out in the mountains. She's finally got iPhone and all that stuff. She doesn't talk to anybody. She's in the mountains. Okay. Where's Jane? She's in the mountains. She's Hanging out with my trees. She's in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is Ina V. We'll be right back. Stay with us, folks.
be all good like that. Except when I'm trying to type and the song goes over with. And then sometimes I don't make it back fast enough. <laughs> so there was the uh, YouTube what? link. It's oh. it's rapidly scrolling off the screen. I guess I could do it again. Oh, um, I missed it. And, uh, <laughs> well, there it is again. Um, but, yeah, it's a, official and all that kind of stuff and talks all about the Earth Prayer Project being a movement and all about... Uh, Wonderful. Uh, open, 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 or however you say that. Um, and uh, but, but, yeah, real directors and cameramen and, you know, wow. I think it's awesome. your first one. There was the video of... Uh, uh, What's the big enough? But I think they made that yeah. in the in the backyard. Well, I'm really excited um, to see it. I'll be the first thing I do after after we're done the show. Yeah, um, because I'm big shares and approval on my wall. So, you well, she's just such a a stunning being. Like, really, I mean, just talking to her, and I I, I can't imagine. Just to see her, I've I've seen her the YouTube clips of her playing it live, um, and that that alone is a magical experience. Um, but yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see this video. I'm sure it's quite incredible. Yes, indeed. Much like this upcoming celebration, very incredible. Captain Hawkeye's already mentioned he wants he wishes he could go. That's the fun thing about Southern California. Uh, almost all the spiritual speakers make it through there. More so than make it through Sutton, Quebec, I would imagine. <laughs> I think this is where they all retire to, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, it, it's interesting, just um, it, it, the people that live here, a lot of them just live and breathe. Um, a lot of the things that we talk about on the show, um, the eating right, living in tune with nature, um, getting back to basics, uh, simplicity, um, respect for others, respect for self, respect for the environment. It just seems to be a way of life for yeah. a lot of the people that I've met living here. So, um, well, so maybe that's you, where people like David Wilcock are going to retire to. <laughs> when, you first moved, when you first moved in, the neighbors, like the first week, every day somebody stopped by with veggies from their backyard or... Or something. Yeah. And, uh, I remember moving to cities and having that happen when I was a small child, but it, that's been a long time ago. And it uh, doesn't happen so much in cities anymore. People look at you funny. You know, there's still people in my apartment building that look at me and everyone else funny. They don't talk to anybody. It's weird. So strange, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, it's a simple, simple thing to cure. Uh, it, it doesn't take there. much more effort than a smile. Um, you know, one smile a day at a stranger is a good way to start and a good way to end. You know, I, it really, it's, it's always, always, always. I stress the little simple things um, that take us leaps and bounds um, in, into, you know, a future towards peace and acceptance is those little tiny little things like smiling at a stranger. Don't forget them. They're important. Ah, mute switch. 
You have to flip that back. I can't. I've just got to. That's why everyone, you know, I ask forgiveness from the chat room almost every show because I don't keep up with it well. Because when I try, I the talking, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Typing, talking. One of I'm not walking and chewing gum same time. Not so much. Certainly not, you know, rubbing my head and my belly at the same time. It's never been able to do that. Can't, can't pat your head and rub your tummy. No. Wow. I haven't tried. I haven't tried since I croaked. Maybe I could now, but you know. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. Anyway, we're bantering. So let's talk more about this. Um. This gathering that's going to, yes, that's going to be taking place. And let's talk about some of the stuff that they're going to be talking about during this cosmic reunion. Yeah. um, Well, this event is called the Cosmic Reunion 2012. And we have an array of just incredible speakers that are all basically. have some sort of relationship with the cosmos or with the star beings or they channel or they had um, experiences while being on ships or, you know, anything of that nature. Um, But just a little background of the event. Um, The event is based upon uh, three major things. Um, Extraterrestrial awareness, um, ET disclosure, um, cosmic consciousness and unconditional love. That's actually four things. But um, essentially, what we're really um, passionate about is to bring about awareness um, within the world and within the communities around the world um, of extraterrestrials. And that many people believe that these ETs and these star beings are, um, you know, scary, they're, they're evil, they have malintentions. When in reality, uh, most of them are actually quite benevolent and are here to assist us and help us in our process of evolution. And one thing that we would like to uh, mention is that um, we're not doing this event to um, basically say that they're here to save us or that they're here to um, give us something. They They are here to remind us of who we are. They're here to uh, mirror back to us our own infinite potential. Um, and so a lot thank, of this Thank be- you for stressing that because I'm sorry, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's, it's sure. a really important point and a line that has to be drawn. Um, and one of Jean's For pet people peeves. to acknowledge that, yeah, nobody's coming to save us, okay? We are the ones <laughs> so we've been waiting for. Who are waiting. Yes. For somebody to come to us and give us all the answers, that's not going to happen because we have the answers. And I love it when somebody comes in and, and says it yet again. Yes, well, they're friends. Yes, they're older brothers and sisters. Yes, they're going to give a guiding hand, but only so far as to remind us of our own power and our own divinity and our own... Yeah, it wouldn't do well to so, come and say, you're an unlimited being and you can change your world in any way that you wish. But we realize you can't clean up this pollution mess, so we're going to do it for you. Right. It just doesn't go together. It's like Sesame Street. One of these things just don't belong. <laughs> yes. And so our our goal is to remind people that we're not alone and that we have family elsewhere and that we're inevitably going to be becoming a galactic society and moving into 
um, a space where we can interact with our star brothers and our star cousins and things of that nature. But before we can really do that, we have to become spiritual adults and we have to learn how to be uh, conscious um, between ourselves and learn. How, and let me take a step back. It's it's really not about learning. It's actually about remembering because everything that exists, all these things that are happening, all this information that's coming in is things that there are things that things that we already know. We've just forgotten because we've been in a dissension cycle for so long and now we're starting to come back up and so we're remembering all this ancient knowledge that um that has been around for generations and generations so um as i was saying we're going to um inevitably be a galactic society but we have to begin to um live peacefully amongst ourselves uh, because if we can't live peacefully amongst ourselves, how are we ever going to live peacefully amongst other human beings in the stars? And so, um, again, it's all about bringing it back to us and reminding ourselves of who we are through them. Because, yes, they are very, um, very powerful beings. They have a lot of light. They're very high-frequency, high-vibrational beings. Um but it doesn't mean that they're better than us. It doesn't mean that um, they have something that we don't. Um, you know, in in the uh, conscious community, people say, well, we're all one. Well, that's true. We are all one. And it's about understanding what that really means. Because when you truly understand and live the oneness, you don't see anything or anybody as separate, whether they live on this planet or somewhere else. When you can truly feel and experience the unity of all life and of all things, then you can really be on the same level as everything else and really access your unlimited potential. Um, but in order to do that, you have to go within. And it's all truly an inward journey. And so all of these external things that we're um, putting together for people is to give people an opportunity to look within and to let go of the fear that they've been holding on to, to let go of the struggle that they're living in, and to begin to surrender themselves to the infinite, surrender themselves to life, and allow themselves to uh, to prosper and blossom. Because, you know, we feel that most of the people that are stuck in uh, nine-to-five jobs um, have a lot of fear about becoming beautiful, wonderful, and amazing beings because, you know, the potential that we have is so great and people live in these boxes that they have created for themselves and if we can just step out of those belief systems and out of those person bars that we have built for ourselves and begin to trust in life and begin to love creation and love life and let go of the need to um, have this or have that, then we can truly just live in the moment and know that everything that we need will be provided for us because we truly live in an abundant universe. And abundance, as one of our speakers, uh, Daryl Anka, who's going to be at this conference, um, Daryl Anka channels Bashar, one of the things that Bashar says is abundance 
is simply the ability to do what you need to do when you need to do it. It has nothing to do with money or finances or anything of that nature. So we truly are abundant beings. I mean, if you look at the trees, if you look at the grass, if you look at the leaves, there there's so many of them. We live in an abundant world. And when we can take that principle and see the abundance within the grass and within the leaves, when we can bring that principle into our own lives and see how abundant we truly are and get into a relationship with abundance that is positive, then we truly open ourselves up to receive that which is our birthright. And that includes the finances, the loving relationships, and all the rest of it. So, um, again, back to back to going to, to the Cosmic Reunion event, um, uh, one of our speakers that we're going to have there is Bashar, and he's going to be headlining on Saturday night. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Bashar, uh, Bashar is a being from the Esasani civilization, and um, he's being channeled by Daryl Inka. And the information that comes through Bashar is quite remarkable. And Rick, you said that you had uh, Daryl Inka on your show, so we did. And, yeah, uh, hope hope to have him again. I he actually is, just made a video of his uh, archive and noticed how long ago he it was. He's seriously cool guy just to talk to. Yeah, he he's he's really great. Um he actually just made a movie called Dearly Departed and uh we actually went to see it and it was just Ooh, incredible. I'm jealous. Uh <laughs> that was that was the primary reason that we had him on. We brought him on to talk about his movie. And uh, yeah. of course we talked about Bashar. It's the white elephant in the room. How you, how you can't talk about it. But uh, but we spent at least the first what 45 minutes talking about the movie that thing. How was it? Oh, it was amazing. Um, the whole movie is basically uh, based on going into the the soul world and interviewing people that have passed on. And it's just the stories that people say are incredible. Um, all the stuff that people have wanted to do in this life that they haven't been able to do, they sh they share that. And they share that if they only knew who they were, if they only knew that they were, that they had a soul and a spirit, then they would live their life totally different. And it really opens people's eyes to, um, you know, this reality and this world that we're living in and the choices that we can make. And if we, if we decide to make those choices that are positive and that are, uh, that are not self-destructive, that we could really live a life that is so much more harmonious and have beautiful relationships and not be struggling, not be depressed. Um, and really it's right. all about perception. And so, yeah, it, it, it's what we, what we mean when we talk. One of the things we mean when we talk about everyday connection is because it's a, it is a choice, but it's a choice in every moment. It's not. For a long time, you know, that we, we can choose, and I was like trying to make this gigantic choice, you know, step from where I was into a world of harmony and bliss and peace, and uh, that's a mighty big step. I couldn't stretch quite that far. But if you just take those little, you know, uh, I was listening to Bashar just 
that's what brought it to mind. He was someone said, I have kind of a mundane question. And Bashar, in his way, jumped all over them and said, what? <laughs> How can it be mundane? Questions about the details of your everyday life are just as spiritual as anything else. <laughs> just, you know, he's very loving and gentle, but he doesn't let you get away with saying things that are habitual falsehoods. Yes. <laughs> and that's what we love about him as well. So he's going to be headlining on Saturday night. And then on Sunday night, we're going to have uh, our friend Brad Johnson, who's going to be channeling Adronis, uh, which is a being from uh, Sirius. And so we're going to have a, a kind of like a double header ET channeling event. And so that's going to be really fun. I'm, uh, um, I noticed, too, that you're having uh, Christine, uh, I mean, Cynthia Crawford. Yes, Cynthia is a really good friend of mine, and she's so amazing. I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to speak with her, but uh, no, her, but I've I've followed her work. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah, her energy is just beautiful. Um, she's going to be bringing her sculptures to the conference. Uh, she's a she's an ET sculptor, so she makes sculptures of various beings, and it's interesting because they actually tell her how to make them. So as she's making these sculptures, they say, well, you have to make the nose bigger or you have to make the eyes smaller. And then she creates these amazing sculptures, which you can find on her website. And uh, you can actually buy these sculptures. And the sculptures themselves hold the frequency of these beings. And so a lot of people, when they have these sculptures, they actually have really uh, cool experiences. Uh, some of them actually have contact with these beings um, in dream time or sometimes even in the physical. So we're really excited about having her come and share her life story, her experiences, and open people's eyes up to the different beings that um, are around in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's not – I didn't mean to cut you off. That's not it. I just – I was really excited because – uh, I I love her sculptures and her, uh, you know, the way she talks about them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, she's really, really beautiful person. Um, and we're actually going to have a friend of hers that um, I met through her. Um, her name's Atasha. She's going to be coming from Arizona as well, just as Cynthia will. And Atasha is um, an Arcturian contactee. And she's a very interesting person. She just came out um, into civilization to live among the people about three years ago. She actually was living up in the mountains in Arizona um, with her uh, indigenous tribe. And um, she has incredible um, abilities that most people don't have. Uh, she was actually monitored uh, by the NSA for the past 25 years. And um, her body's a little different than most humans. Uh, so... Uh, she's going to be coming to the conference as well and sharing some information that has never been shared before uh, with the public, um, including some images of actual live beings. So um, we're really excited about that. That's amazing. Um, yeah. That's uh, Native, Native American roots? Yeah, she's... Uh, well, the story goes was that she was found somewhere in South America and nobody knows who her parents are or anything like that. 
Um, nobody knows where she came from. She was just found as a baby. But um, I do know that she um, lives lives in Arizona and lived with the indigenous people. So um, I'm not exactly sure what her roots are, but she has a very strong connection to the indigenous people. Amazing. And you have you have lots more guests. Yeah. Let's have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have the list right in front of me, so um kind of have a cheat sheet here. But, me too. Uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> nice. So um, another one of our guests is Suzanne Taylor, and she's the foremost speaker on crop circles. And uh, she's going to be coming in and showing various slides. And she was actually supposed to attend um, a conference called the Pythagoras Conference, um, but that conference was canceled, and she was supposed to share some groundbreaking information that has never been shared with the world before. But since it was canceled, she's going to be sharing that information at the Cosmic Reunion event. So we're really thrilled about that, too. Um, and she's actually going to be starting off the event um, at 1030. Uh, we're going to have an opening ceremony from 10 to 1030, and then she's going to be kicking off the event. Um, we also uh, have Peter Sterling, who is a world-class harpist who's going to be coming in and uh, speaking about his uh, ET experiences. He has had several experiences, one of which was where he was taken aboard a craft uh, with gray aliens, and they told him about this gigantic pulse that is coming from the center of our galaxy. And this pulsation actually is carrying higher frequencies. And as we move through time we and move through space, we are getting closer and closer to this pulsation. And this pulsation is actually changing us on a cellular level, and it's changing our DNA as well. So he's going to be talking about his experiences on the craft and what these beings told him, as well as the experiences that he's had um, throughout his life that are uh, in relationship to that. Um, we're also going to be having Miriam Delicado, who um, is very connected with uh, the Hopis um, and other indigenous tribes around uh, around the world, as well as the, uh, the Dogon. So she's going to be um, sharing a lot of information about how the indigenous culture is connected to the star beings. And she's also going to be sharing her experience uh, with uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed extraterrestrials that she's had in 1988, where she was on board a craft and um, was told several things about where we're going and what our future entails. Um, we're also going to be having Lauren Amber Serna, who is a friend of ours, and she's going to be uh, doing what's called the sitting transmission. And the sitting transmission is basically kind of like um, a meditation, a silent meditation, where these very high-frequency energies come through Lauren and when you're in that, when you're in her presence, um, people have extraordinary experiences. People see Mother Mary, people see Ascended Masters, people get healings, DNA upgrades, so on and so forth. So she's going to be sharing her uh, sitting transmission with the people as well. And we're also going to have Mike Schultz, who is going to be talking about our ancient history, um, such as the Sumerians, the Anunnaki, and kind of connecting the um, the topic of star beings with um, the ancient civilizations and how they have influenced our past and how 
our present has been shaped um, through that. So I I think I've covered pretty much everyone. Um, so and over- you've done a fine job. <laughs> it's thank a, you, it's thank an amazing you. lineup, and um, uh, for any of our listeners um, that might not be familiar with Bashar and his work, Bashar is basically a contact specialist. Uh, he's a pilot. He's he's many things, but he's a contact specialist. It's what he does, and people are always on with wanting to ask Bashar, you know, when is first contact going to happen? And he always said, well, that happened a long, 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 long time ago. But it, when the, the contact process or the open, you know, when are they going to land on the White House lawn, um, they probably won't ever do that. They don't even let you walk on that grass unless you're president. But but um, that this channeling through Bashar uh, some of these experiences that other people have, whether in dream time or physically, that this is the contact process. Absolutely. Uh, this is how they do it um, because we have free choice. And they're, if they just showed up with a ship that was, you know, 10 miles long, one of their motherships, and... Uh, started telling people, look, this is how it is. Well, people might try to adopt those ideas out of fear, and it doesn't work like that. So um, I, 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 I love to point that out because people, people get on that. Well, when are they coming? When are they going to contact us? Well, they're busy doing it right now. Yeah. And, uh, and Bashar and others have plenty of information uh, you can find on YouTube or Bashar's website about how you can contact him if you want to. They'd love to talk to you. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that Bashar says is that um, at the end of 2012, there's going to be a lifting of the quarantine. And what that means is that once the quarantine is lifted, then it's not up, then nothing is stopping them from contacting us on a mass level. After that point, after the quarantine is lifted, everything is in our hands. And so one of the things that we're doing with this conference is that we're we're kind of raising awareness of this idea so that we can we can create this momentum and this energy of wanting to have contact with them and wanting to interact with them because after that point it's going to be completely up to us. So we really we really are looking forward to having open contact and um you know learning a lot from them as they are learning a lot from us and that's actually another thing that uh is really important that I'd like to say is that it it's not just a one way thing where we're learning from them and they're giving us all this wisdom um they're actually learning a lot from us because we are a master race and we are actually a genetic soup of many different star beings and star races. And we have a full range of emotions. We have special qualities about us that other races just don't have. And so um, there's a lot that we can share with them in addition to them sharing what they know and what they've learned with us. So it's always a teach-learn kind of a dynamic. So 
always with with all of us. Yeah. Well, what do you say, Gene? We take another brief break, and then when we come back, we'll uh, we'll go through not all the websites I've popped into the chat room. I've tried to put most of the guests on their guest list websites for folks to check out, but uh, we want to uh, go over with you, Ilya, the websites uh, where they can reach you guys and uh, information on. Uh, where to go for registration and that sort of thing to actually come see y'all because events like yours are are key to producing the vibration that would sort of, after the quarantine, send the signal that, you know, hey, okay, we're ready for open contact, land here. It's, It's a vibrational thing. It's a mass consciousness thing. Uh, I know back when Bashar first was channeling through Daryl, somebody asked him once, and he said something about, would you like to land in the insane asylum if all of the inmates have guns? <clears throat> Doesn't apply quite as much anymore, and it's getting better every day. But, uh, you know, just look at the movies from the 50s. We'd have, we'd have shot at them. We did. Well, that's another subject. What do you want to hear, Jane? Um, well, I think in keeping, in, 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 <laughs> I'm picky today. I'm picking. <laughs> no, picking. Um, not, not picky. No. <laughs> in keeping with the spirit um, of the gathering um, and the reunion, I think that um, my other favorite would be just about perfect. Because it is about that age now. Oh, you know? well, yeah. We have that, don't we? There's, there's a shift going on. Yeah. All right. So this is our friend Jolene, J-O-E-L-E-E-N. She's at JoleneWorld.com uh, with her version of The Age of Aquarius. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us, folks. Everybody has a story, a moment in their life that was a turning point that set them upon a path of self-discovery and adventure. Here at Everyday Connection, we value the sharing of those moments, recognizing them to be the inspiring and uplifting gifts that they truly are. We would like to show our appreciation, not just to our guests and sponsors, but to our listeners and supporters who make it possible for us to share those stories. If you would like to support the continued success of Everyday Connection, share your own story, or know somebody whose story can touch the hearts of others, drop by everydayconnection.me and find out how you can become a part of our ever-expanding EC family.
friend Jolene, J-O-E-L-E-E-N, at JoleneWorld.com. Really cool version. I like it. Funky. It's different. Because the other one was like from the 60s, yeah? Yeah. The 60s was like a dress rehearsal for 2012. That's all. So... We've updated the song. No, I, I heard somebody say that once. I thought that was cute. Well, it's true, though. I mean, it really. is. It is. It was practice. Because so many of those people are in leadership positions now. They just yeah. Need, they just need us to give them an energetic example, and they'll whoosh, turn right back into the hippies they once were. Imagine that, running the bank and everything. Yeah, they're all they're all in leadership positions, and um, many of them became scientists. And yeah, cool stuff coming. Took so, up some strange positions in in companies and stuff. So it'll, yeah, it's yeah. going to be an interesting couple of years coming up. Yeah, yeah. I'd be thinking. I think it's like you know chain reactions. You, you know, if anybody's ever seen. They do this ping pong ball and mousetrap thing to show you what a nuclear chain reaction is like. And they throw one ball in there and it hits one trap and that launches two balls into the air and they hit two traps. So it's kind of like click, 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 click. And I think that awakening planets probably function much the same. Well, I would think so. It makes sense. That's why it seems like it's going faster and faster and faster. It is. Yeah. It is. As the man said, speeding up exponentially. Yes, and speaking of speeding up exponentially, like. we're going to 
we're going to run out of time if I don't shut up. Okay, well, we better <laughs> speed it up exponentially. So y'all's main website would be at uh, portaltoascension.org, www.portaltoascension.org. And uh, I guess they just go there and click events and uh, can get all the information on Cosmic Reunion. That's what I did. Yep, absolutely. Just go to the website, and um, if you actually look on the sidebar, you can see um, the schedule of the speakers and um, the speakers themselves, what they're all about. Um, you could read about the event and just uh, register right over there. Information so, about nearby hotels, you know, walking distance. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, actually... I'd like to uh, offer your listeners a uh, a 10% discount. So if you um are intending atten- intending to attend the event, um just go to our website and before you uh purchase your tickets just enter the code word portal that's p o r t a l and you'll get a 10% discount. Nice. Nice. Surprise oh, at nice. the end of the show. We didn't we didn't rig that in advance, folks. We didn't we didn't beg for but we love it when we get those. Hey, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I put in the we chat love room. gifts. Gifts, are, gifts are awesome. Yeah, we, we love awesome. to share. You know, it's it, it's it's really all just about um ultimately it's about awakening and this the shift in consciousness and we want to make it as affordable and as easy as possible for people to get this information. And one other thing that I want to mention is that if you can't get to the event in person, we will be streaming it live for free or by donation. So you can always um, catch the event wherever you are in the world. Nice. See there? Yeah. That's all We're very, always very sweet. folks in the chat room that we're worried about not making it. And what a way to, I mean, it's, Thanksgiving here in the United States is on Thursday this year. Well, Thursday always, but Thursday the 22nd of November this year. So Cosmic Reunion 2012 uh, on Saturday the 24th and Sunday the 25th, you could call it Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. Come Certainly and spend, could call it Gratitude weekend. Come and spend Thanksgiving with your cosmic family and bring your real family too. Yeah. Bring the kids, bring the neighbors. Yep. You'd be surprised how many people be showing up. I, I'm telling you, some of these, some of these meetings, people, people are going and 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 seeing people there that they know and going, hey, you never told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to be that. It, you're you're just you're not alone, people. We've been telling you that for so long, and we talk about our spiritual friends and our ET friends, and we're not alone. You're not alone here on this planet anymore by any stretch of the imagination it's there's a large percentage that has some spark of something in this change going on you know there may not be 80% of the planet awakened at this moment but 80% of them are stirring I'll just put it that way <laughs> yeah and uh yeah you're you're absolutely right about that Rick um there are um, a lot of people on this planet um, that are still asleep, but there's something called the hundred monkey effect, and it's really all about um, hitting that hundredth monkey, hitting that percentage. And as soon as we hit that critical mass, it will trigger 
an awakening, a snowball effect. And, you know, it doesn't take that many of us. And I really like what you said about the fact that we're not alone because it's true. We're not alone. We've never been alone and we will never be alone. And we have people that love us. Um, some of them we may not know yet, but for example, if you come to this gathering, I'm sure that you will meet um, lots of people that are part of your soul family, your star family. And this event is not only an opportunity to um, come and learn more information or um, you know, talk to the speakers, but it's an opportunity to meet like-minded people and network with people and expand your exp expand your um, base of you know uh, light workers so that you can begin to create events like these on your own. And it's really ultimately not about us. It really isn't. It's about the movement. It's about the awareness. And we're just we're just holding space for that. There's that resonance of thought when you get into similar vibration with people. Uh, while you were saying that, I was typing into the chat room. Our friend Jason Anderson said, we need more events like this in the Midwest. And I said, you should host one. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll help you with the, you know, I don't just take all our past guests and give their phone numbers to people. But if somebody's got something real going on, you better believe it. Yeah, and uh, we want to actually do a tour um, all across the country and go international. So if you have um, a venue or if you can help out with hosting us somewhere else, then please contact us and we'd love to you know, go to your town and, and spread the awareness wherever we can. Yeah, many of these folks I know have used to have pages Some of, on their websites. Some of them are busy enough now they took the page down, but... They have methods where you find the venue, how many people. Okay, if you can get this many people committed to go, I'm there. Uh, and the only reason they do that is because they're wanted in so many places. They have to have some way to filter it out, and that's they do it by people, by headcount. But um, I just put also uh, into the chat room, and we'll. Uh, it's at there. Portal to Ascension website, uh, on the right-hand side of the menu, you can just click Connect, and you'll find a their main Facebook group as well as their Facebook fan page, but you'll also find a Portal to Ascension Canada, Portal to Ascension UK, Oregon and Washington, New York, and California. Uh, all have their own groups, and uh, again, if I didn't list your state, country, town, locale round up your friends start one uh, portal to ascension if you resonate more with our friends over at paradigm shift they've got pages on their website about how to start your own paradigm shift group uh, and it, it's easy they just went to a yoga place and said can we use your room for two hours once a week and the yoga place said yeah imagine that <laughs> Didn't take any money. Can we talk about that already? Yeah, the ability to do what you need to do when you need to do it. That's the one. That's Abundance. the one. Abundance. Yeah. Abundance is not necessarily, it can be, but it is not necessarily $50 million in the bank. 
I know some people with 50 million bucks in the bank that are experiencing lack in their lives, in live living color. So, there, There's actually a quote that I read on Facebook just recently, and it said that some people are so poor that all they have is money. Yeah, I can't imagine that. That'd be horrible. <laughs> not that it, not that I have a problem with money either. It, it's money's pretty neutral to me mm-hmm. anymore, and but and a lot of work on that this last week. Been a weird, been an odd week this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, well, but that's okay. <laughs> we do those. Um, so, Jean, who's coming? What we just talked about this. I stole a guest. Uh, some poet lady. Yeah, Elise Fee. From Inner Child. She is way more than a poet lady. I am telling you what, <laughs> Elise Fee is some kind of craziness and our kind of craziness. Um, let's see. She has a website. I know it's Elise on Life. Elise on Life, sort of like get a new lease on life if you go visit with her because she uh, she's a transformational coach. Um, she has uh, this book that's just been released from Inner Child, uh, which is an amazing thing. It's called The Spiritual Human, A Poetic Guide to Life on Earth. How's that hit you? Poet, poets and Inner Child fans. Not that any of our chat room would know anything about Inner Child. Oh, yeah, there's Bill, Janet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inner child. And in fact, the guy at the register at the grocery store was talking about he missed an open mic and was hoping to make a poetry slam. And I gave him the inner child address and said, hey, open mic every Friday. Come on. So don't forget our friends. www.iaminnerchild.com. Yay. Absolutely. See how I snuck that in there? Such a fun, safe place to hang out. It is. For the creative being. It is. And there was an article in BBC that creativity is a mental illness today. Never seen such hogwash in my life. What? Yeah. I, oh I, my goodness, that's I, a topic for another show. Yeah, I give you the Keep link for. I give you the link for the ENOV video. Forget the stupid BBC. What do they know? <laughs> really? That's insane. Come on now. Insane. Yeah, it's what did just speech of insanity. Um, I just. Just want to take a brief, brief second to um, acknowledge the outpouring of affection, love, well wishes, congratulations um, that have appeared on my Facebook wall over the last few days. Congratulating um, you on getting engaged to a demon. She and the demon have become engaged. I would say that they were fairly engaged before that, but they've now done this, you know, yeah, going to get married one day thing. That, yeah, we're going to actually, you know, do a ceremony at some point and make it official. Um, so uh, thank you for for all those who have have shown the love over the last few days. It's been just, it's just nice every once in a while to just, pop into the Facebook on my new phone, which, you know, I'm learning how to use, um, and see all these beautiful messages. I can't possibly answer you all. Um, so just 
I love you all, and I thank you. And um, just keep in you mind, know, if Dean's off of the bush. If the demon and I ever ever get around to setting a date, <laughs> we'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that time thing again. I don't know about all that. Um, yeah, they have something really good going on, and have had, and they don't need a piece of paper to prove that. I can tell just by listening. So I hadn't even been there to look. I can tell by listening. Imagine that. Yeah, but we think the big party will just be a lot of fun. So um, oh, we yeah. are eventually going to. Yeah, and, that would and be we'll excuse keep... enough for me to show up. Absolutely. I would we'll, be willing we'll to go to the airlines and say, listen, my sister's getting married and I'm busted broke. Give me a ticket. You know, they have a department that that's all they do. Give away <laughs> stuff. They do. Okay. Um, anyway, we're uh, we're rubbing right up against... Nine thirty, eight thirty. It's eight thirty where I am. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending your time with us and sharing your uh, your wisdom and inspiration. Oh yeah, it's, it's been it's fun. A, it's a pleasure. Um, you guys were awesome, and um, yeah, I look forward to maybe catching up again, maybe sometime before the event. I think it'll be really fun. Absolutely, we'd love to have you on. And Absolutely, you said before the event, uh, we'd love to have you on after the so event as well, too. Be sure to, to let us know how it went. Come talk with us. We would love to yeah. have her on the show. Um, oh yeah, it's. I have so many people on my Facebook friends list that I we'd be four years before I could, you know, do some selection process and go through. So I I pick people as they pop up in front of our eyes, and so. That would be. We would love to have her on and and talk about all of our cousins. Absolutely. Um, Reunion. All right. I will spread the word. All right. So everybody, go visit them at portaltoascension.org. www.portaltoascension.org. Real easy navigation. Events is where the reunion is. Connect is where you can connect with their local groups. Um, if if you've got questions about there's nobody else awake in the world, look, email us, get a hold of me on Facebook, Skype me at Rick Shields, talk to him at Portal to Ascension, reach out to somebody because you're not alone. And we're, we've all been through various and sundry challenges along the way, put it that way. Is that a polite way to put it, Jane? Absolutely. <laughs> Various and sundry challenges. All right. So, Elise Fee on Thursday, and uh, I haven't made up next week yet, so we'll see. But come join us for Elise on Life on Thursday. And until then, stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection.
ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. 